Uh, we're recording. It's on. Uh, we did it. Welcome well, to we the haven't trying- done it yet. Well, we're doing it now. Okay, good. Well, <laughs> welcome to the <laughs> Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. We are really, really jazzed tonight. We have a fantastic guest. Um, before we introduce our amazing guest, uh, I just want to say that uh, I'm really excited to be here um, for too. a lot of reasons. Uh, my wife got the jab today. I am getting the jab tomorrow. Um that's hopeful, exciting stuff. I'm very sure. excited about that. Sure. Um, and uh, if you want to email the show, it's ttbbpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, did you I get it? did it. You I got it. it. Joel. And, 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 the, and the Instagram handle is trying to be better podcast. Please find us on there. I think when I have more time, I, I'm thinking I will start a uh, Facebook account for the podcast. I just have not done that yet. So that look for that. Um, please reach out and um, connect with us, ask us questions or, you know, give us fan mail or, you know, criticize us like some of you like to do. We love that. Um, sure. um, so yeah, that's all the housekeeping I got, Steve. Okay. I don't really have anything. I'm, I think I did I, it all. I, I think, I think it's what's that. <laughs> I think I did it all. Usually we hand it, it all, off. Yeah. No, you, you nailed it, man. Killed it. So, so tonight we have a very special guest and, um, this young man was on our list of, of like our dream list of Lincoln community folks that we would love to talk to and get um, his story, his experience, his, his art, his work out into the world as even if, you know, the dozens of people that listen to us, if, dozens. if, if, a, if a few more people could, could get to know <laughs> Jazari Qual a little bit better, um, we're doing, we're doing a good thing. And um Jazari is uh, a lot of things, but one thing that I experienced with Jazari is he he is a Gonzo journalist, a social media journalist. He is an artist. He is a filmmaker, videographer, photographer, also sort of a community leader um, in doing a lot of really cool work with the community. So, will you please give a big "Trying to Be Better" podcast welcome to Jazari Kowal? Hi, Jazari. Hello. How are you, man? I'm doing great. So excited to be here and talk to you guys. It's been a while since I've been on a podcast. Um, well, I have a couple, but yeah, been on somebody else's podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's been the last time I was on one was last summer. So oh, nice, nice. Excited um, to be here. Thank you guys for inviting me on. Sure, yeah, it, we're really lucky to have you. I, um, yeah, I'm really cool. I'm really grateful that you uh, took the time <laughs> because like I, I follow you on on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. And, and you are you have like you've sort of curated your own sort of social media show or you like the other day you were talking to somebody in Omaha and somebody in Lincoln about um, like tenants rights. Is that am I getting that? Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we had the Omaha tenants assistance and the which is a, a, a tenant assistance group in Omaha. And then the Lincoln tenant assistance project also okay. came on to talk about like the evictions that were happening because they're advocate groups for, you know, people facing evictions and they try mm-hmm. to help people combat that stuff. So mm-hmm. we had them on, which was really cool. How yeah. prevalent a problem is that in Lincoln and Omaha? Like how do you have any sort of soft numbers? Um. Just to, hit you say, with a, just to hit you with a fact question right <laughs> off the bat. Well, okay. So when uh, <laughs> they said the worst day 
I can give you kind of kind of a rough estimate. They would say like maybe twenty to thirty evictions a week. Mm. Is that Lincoln or Omaha? Or um, between Lincoln and Omaha. Okay. Um, All right. But I think they said that there was one time it was so bad when everything lapsed as far as like the government protections of the moratorium and there was like a hundred in a day. Mm, that hurts. Isn't that crazy? It that is, is crazy. <laughs> in, in one of the, the wealthiest countries in the world for that to be a thing is it's privately owned wealth. Thank you. Yes. We well, yes. yeah, that's and thank you for saying that. That's yeah. yeah, I'm not. Yeah. As one of the one of the most what are the pri- privately wealthy countries in the world? I, mm-hmm. I'm going to add that tag for from now on and, and to say and to like that there was even any like eviction protection at all and that that is lapsed in these in, even in Lincoln and Omaha during a pandemic where everybody where it's a public safety and health issue for folks to have a place to stay where they aren't spreading a virus we ha- that is burning out of control um that's insane do you did did I didn't watch all of it did they say kind of where they're at with eviction protections now or is it kind of like everything's wide open um well i spoke with Sorry, I think that's one of my friends in another <laughs> office. Has, no worries, no worries. So like, that's just really odd. Um, no, so I remember I spoke with Senator Morfeld, who introduced a couple or a piece of legislation to have kind of a blanket eviction moratorium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still need to follow up and with follow up with him on that as far as like where that stands and stuff. But I know that you know the Lincoln Tenant Assistance Program was or project protested outside the mayor's house a couple weeks ago because she mm. also has the executive power to issue a blanket moratorium mm-hmm. but they said there's some like weird clause in the nebraska law that allows evictions to continue that's why they were still happening even though there was an eviction moratorium mm. so, so there were some loopholes so the st- the state sort of it's there as a po- possibility but the mayor really wasn't enacting her executive power to do anything about it pretty much if i remember exactly correctly she like she could stop all evictions by executive power but um that didn't happen yeah and so what these groups do are kind of like advocate what's so crazy about the lincoln tenants assistance project i remember talking to them last summer and they're volunteer lawyers so they have a team of lawyers that volunteer their time to represent people who have to go to eviction court and oftentimes people show up to the court or oftentimes not like they don't show up to the court because they think, you know, it's a loss. I might as well not go. I'm going to get evicted anyways. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes they don't even know like what the process really is because they probably haven't been evicted before. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people have found themselves in uncertain situations during this pandemic, but Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln tenant assistance project. (laughs) That's a tongue (laughs) twister. You got this. Think- that's a, that's a lot. As an acting as an acting coach, I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of consonants. To, that's like you need a warm up yeah. to say that. Yeah. yeah. So we'll just call it tap because sure. That's what there we go. Good. So they so tap has volunteer lawyers that that volunteer their time to represent people who are facing evictions, and so sometimes they'll just wave people down in the hall of justice who are going to it. So sometimes it's people they've never met before. And they're oh, just wow. like, are you here for an eviction? Yes, I am. Um, do you have representation? No quickly tell me your situation and then these lawyers will go in and represent these people and sometimes they're able to get like the eviction halted 
Wow. So this organization tap is just sort of hanging out at the courthouse in the off chance they're going to meet somebody who is facing that because community members don't necessarily know how or have the resources to get good representation in these cases. Yeah. That's and amazing. so we, um, I mean, I hope they get more outreach from people who are facing it now, mm-hmm. um, you know, from the show and having people on so that people can know that there is this, this, there is this um, assistance out there, you know, people mm-hmm. willing to help them. And so I think they do, are starting now, even before they came on the show, like they started getting people reaching out to them I believe, yeah. to, to get some help with representation. That's- Cause I mean, think about it. Like if you're facing eviction, you are facing eviction because you probably couldn't pay your bill. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. could you afford a lawyer to represent you? No, right. exactly. Yeah. So there's huge equity issues there. For sure. And if we can push out there, whatever they're doing on our channels, we will for sure. Um, I, that leads me to kind of the question to sort of launch the conversation too, is that um, to back it up, I mean, you are creating space for those conversations to happen because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of folks were drawn to your work this summer. And I'm, I'm curious just as a human being and a Lincolnite, like what led you to where you're at right now? Like I, I know, I know a little bit about, kind of what you've what you've said like you really wanted to be a journalist or you really wanted to be you know that's kind of the dream right and you're doing it because you're doing it what I see is that you just sort of started doing it because you had these tools you had a phone you had you know social channels and you're like this is how journalism happens and it was totally punk rock it was like yeah (laughs) it was like do it yourself like yes the people need to see you know and yeah and I was riding, I ride my bike with a friend this morning and I said, yeah, Jazari's going to be on the podcast. And he was like, what did he say? He's like, the Honda is for the people, you know? <laughs> and I was like, yes. I mean, that was like the cry oh of the summer goodness. energy, energy. And it was like, I uh, get to talk to this guy. So um, I, I am really personally very interested about who you are as, as a person, as a human and kind of like. Were you born and raised in Lincoln? What What is this dream about journalism? Like, I kind of want to know what brought you to what you're doing now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so <laughs> quite a bit. Um, th- as you guys know, like, we do a little bit of everything. I just yeah. want to build an empire. Like, that's, <laughs> nice. I got that's that. the ultimate like, goal. Doing, just kind of looking through your stuff, I'm like, this, you like, you, you, that was like this guy's building an empire like yeah you're, I, I, where you will be in 10 or 20 years like i'm super excited to see yes. that yes so anyway i digress go thank ahead thank you yeah um so i was born in st louis missouri um just a couple months after my family immigrated from uh africa mm-hmm. and so we lived in st louis for i believe several months and then we moved to sioux falls south dakota because there's a huge sudanese population there so we knew people that lived there or my mom did and so we relocated there from then up until i was around two years old then we moved to omaha for what reason i don't know <laughs> i couldn't tell you i don't remember but um, we lived there for a couple years and then moved to lincoln in may of 2000 just a couple months be- before i turned five um and so we've been here ever since so the last mm. 20 years we've been here in lincoln mm-hmm. and it's so wild i mean with everything that i've wanted to do i i remember growing up and wanting to be an actor 
right? Mm. That mm. was like the dream. I wanted to be on Disney Channel and all that. Yes. Like, you know, the, the yeah. magic wand and blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, during commercial breaks. And I actually was signed when I was 11. I signed on to a, not when I was 11, sorry, when I was 14, I actually signed on to a talent agency mm-hmm. um, called Applause International. And I was with them for about a year. Nothing really happened from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of just moved on from there. But I just remember not knowing what I wanted to do in high school at post-college besides wanting to be in film or movies or things mm. like that for the mm. longest time I can remember I always wanted to be an actor and mm. there for the longest time I wanted to have my own YouTube channel and be a content creator on the internet and all of that stuff and I didn't even know people really made money from it to be right. honest like yeah. that sounds dumb but like when I was <laughs> 11 12 years old I didn't know people made millions of dollars being on TV or like on the internet I just thought it looked cool I thought it was just like a fun expression you know an outlet yeah. to express yourself with creativity I always thought I I, I really just liked the comedy aspect of it and all of that stuff. I just thought it would be cool. Um, and so I had in my head, I was like, I'm going to move to California. I'm going to move to LA. I'm going to have these dreams and all of this stuff. And also pursued music at the time too. There was a period of time all through middle and high school where I did a whole bunch of choir stuff. So I was in concert choir. I was in show choir. I was in mm. chamber singer group once. Um, are there are there embarrassing photos of you in show choir because there's a billion of me uh embarrassing in like really bad tuxes and vests no, and stuff. I loved it. I loved, I loved it too, choir. but man, I just no, looked goofy. But, uh, I love when I get like the memories like 10 years ago, yeah, a decade yeah. <laughs> when like all this stuff. Oh my god, there was one year, my first year, we wore lime green suits. Ooh, nice. Uh, I loved, loved it. it. I loved it. All. Show <laughs> I love that you amazing. say you loved it. Cause I look I back did. on my swing choir stuff. I'm like, Oh God, I can't believe I wore that. <laughs> oh no. I, I loved show choir. I enjoyed every moment of it. It Good. was I, such a great experience. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but we had to talk some show choir. <laughs> oh yeah. No, down to, down to all the costumes and all. I thought it was oh, yeah. a completely cool experience and I'm glad I did it because I don't want to look back and be like dang i should have did that or i wish i had you know the nerves to do something off the wall like that but um no i i loved show choir it was so much fun and i met so many people in show choir so many talented people um Mm -hmm. and it was great but so i did that in high school and i actually pursued music for a little bit of time and um released an ep called photographs from 95 you can go stream it anywhere yes yes but what is it like uh, electronica or what is it i would say it's more pop urban ish r&b type music okay i would check it out (laughs) yeah i'm writing it down ears don't bleed (laughs) no i'm sure it's great yeah we we have big ears so yes yes no so i uh (laughs) I did that back in 2015 and for it. And also in 2015, I really got into Snapchatting, right? I was such a huge Snapchatter and it was, it was crazy because it almost became an addiction. I just loved making like these short videos. They were funny and stuff and built a little bit of a following on that. Nowhere near like what it is now, but um, Snapchat was so much fun. And now 
every day I get like a Snapchat memory, like, oh, from three years ago, four years ago, you have, you have a memory from this day. And yeah. just looking back, uh, you could literally walk through my whole day with me. One year I added three, like 3,000 snaps to my Snapchat story. <laughs> in like, one day? <laughs> no, in one year. Oh, okay, I was like... So I guess <laughs> do the math on how many Snapchats a day. That's like I'd, 45 snaps a day. That's amazing. But it, it was so much fun. And then I got into vlogging, mm. um, which was also such a cool experience. And all of that was too, was just kind of just like to document life. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first started vlogging, like seriously back in uh, 2019, a couple years ago, uh, I would you know, bring it around my family and we'd like hang out and do stuff. And it was weird at first because they were just like, this is awkward. So you just like walk around with a camera and I'm like, yeah, like why not? Like what difference is it from like when I was like Snapchatting and then they really got used to it. So then it, to the point where when I didn't have my camera, it was odd. (laughs) So like (laughs) my friends and family really got into it and it was always fun to kind of like look, like watch the videos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so I did that and then for a couple years and then I got into making really cinematic videos Mm -hmm. and that's where like the videography and stuff took it to like a whole new level as far Mm -hmm. as like learning how to color grade Mm -hmm. learning sound design and all that Mm -hmm. stuff and everything I do was Mm self-taught so like I never took like a specific course or crash course or elective on how to do this or how to take photos or how to use Adobe Lightroom or um, Final Cut Pro or iMovie or what have you. Like I just researched and learned it all myself. And, you know, looking back, had I had the tools or had my family had the money back when I was like 11, 12 years old, 13 or early teens, I probably would have been doing this way back then. And sometimes think about like how far I could have come Mm. since Mm. because the internet is so vast and the opportunities and the dreams are endless on the internet as far as what you want to do. And so, yeah, I started getting into like more cinematic videos and that's when I created my company, Qualden Creations, um, which is broadcasting media production. And then all the live streaming stuff took mm-hmm. off when mm-hmm. all the protests had happened, mm-hmm. which was crazy to think because I kind of like, I'm in my our studio office right now and I look around and I had one camera or I had two cameras. One was given to me back in 2016, which is like more of a starter, like photo camera. And then I had a Canon camera, which is like a mirrorless camera, a Canon M6 and a stabilizer mm-hmm. and a mini hard drive and a laptop and that's all i had wow at the beginning of the summer <laughs> jazari is talking to us from his studio right now if that tells you anything yeah. <laughs> like in a short amount of time um, yeah that's and so, so great. sometimes oh and my iphone right so right. to clock in a million views on an iphone <laughs> is so wild like when i look back on it i'm just like this is crazy like i don't Sometimes I really don't realize how, you know, you don't realize how far you've come and how much you've done, especially if it's in a short amount of time, because I feel like we're always on the go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so moments of reflection are nice. Um, mm. Mm. I had did an interview with the CEO of Ho-Chuck mm. who's putting in that new, um, cause War, you know, War Horse. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Okay. And I so like, I remember oh. during my interview with him back in November, you know, he was saying it's, important to 
remember to celebrate like the little wins yeah whether it be considered large or small you know like Mm -hmm. i got through making this video like that's a win celebrate Mm -hmm. that you know and he talked about like his career path and like every milestone he hit he made sure to celebrate it because then you don't want it to feel like you're on just like this never-ending train to where it's like nothing is enough or nothing is worth celebrating so that's huge Jazari, thank you for saying that because like as a theater artist, I kind of get in this thing where it's like I, I I want to like go back and change something from the past instead of celebrating it and letting it go and moving on to the next thing. Like I, mm-hmm. I go back and I think oh, I could have directed that better, done taught that class differently. That's a really I think that's a really important lesson to just be like, just celebrate it. Just celebrate mm-hmm. it. That caps it. You move on, you know? That's yeah. great. Yeah. And so it's wild. Um, you know, I'm very thankful for everything I have and all that stuff. And it's so crazy when people call me a leader or things like that, because mm. I've always wanted to be a leader. And on this, I've never really had this conversation before mm. or really explained this. But um, so I'm building my company. I also go to school full time and I also have a full time job with mm. another company. And so my day is jam packed. But all, all, all I really have to worry about is myself, right? Like <laughs> I don't have kids or things like that. Sure, so right. now's the time. Right. Um, and so I just remember wanting to be a leader when I was younger, especially in high school. And, you know, I was in junior ROTC. Um, I tried to get into like leadership positions then uh, within ROTC and it didn't happen. Um, and also in show choir, I remember trying so hard to become a dance captain, you know, some mm-hmm. form of leadership mm-hmm. that didn't happen. Um, you know, I work for a company where I tried to be promoted 12 times and mm. that never happened. Mm. And I was never given the opportunity to really be a leader. And so that's why with the platforms I have now and the things I do, it has so much more gravity to me because mm. it's something that wasn't given to me I would say but something that I'm trusted with Mm. when you have thousands of people who follow you um that was their choice right and so looking back at all the jobs I tried to get all the leadership roles I tried to get you know that had to be given to me by someone instead of kind of just like a group of people trusting to follow me you know Mm. and Mm. and um be a part of the things I do. And so that's why it's so weird when people call me like a leader now or a community leader, because it's like, I don't think they, nobody really knows how hard I tried to be. a leader, And it kind of just happened more organically. Well, it sounds, it sounds like you were trying to be a leader. You were trying, you wanted to be, you wanted to lead because you knew you could, and you were, you were vying for positions that were sort of normalized or established and what happened was like you needed to kind of never given the opportunity yeah and you kind of forged your own path you know what i mean like you did it out of necessity which is incredible and so that also kind of leads into how i i do things here with my own company i have a couple people who work with me um but when you talk about like changing a system, right. And I, 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 this has come so much more into play with all the protests and things like that, as far as like the push for racial equality and racial justice, 
um, not just, you know, in the government or things like that, but also in just like the workplace, you know, everyday mm-hmm. jobs, whether it be a huge corporate company or like a chain food restaurant, wanting uh, racial equity all across the board. Um, I thought to myself, it's so hard. I don't want to get into a system and change it as far as like workplace. I would rather just build something from mm-hmm. the ground up that I know will be sustaining and given representation all across the board, even long after I'm gone. Mm. And so that's why I focus so hard on just building my own company and or empire, empire. from the ground up yeah. the way that, you know, it should be that way, you know, maybe 50 years down the road, I don't be like, Oh my goodness. Like we never really had this, that, or the other. Um, and so having all of those experiences being turned down all these different jobs and these different opportunities to be a leader definitely makes me know that within 10 years or so or 15, 20, however long down the road, I want to make sure that my company does give people the opportunity um, to be a leader because it has a huge personal um, meaning to me. Mm. Wow. Well, in your empire can be a, a guiding light. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, I mean, like, seriously, like you can, you can say, well, you can be a, what am I trying to say? Like a diamond in the rough, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a wasteland of corporate culture that doesn't necessarily appreciate uh, individual talents as much as it could. Um, you, you can show people how it could be done in a way that is righteous. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can show. I hope so, dude. Yeah, well, it kind of seems like you're off to a good start, you know. I mean, really, because you can show. I mean, yeah, you can show uh, younger people than you that it's possible. You can show the world that that is necessary, and 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 it's just like I love I love the way you phrase that, Jazari, of like that people are trusting you. And you feel like it was it it was not it, it was never given to you. It was just sort of people are entrusting it to you, and and that's like a servant leader sort of. I don't know if that's the right term, but like that you are entrusted with this with this thing. But they also we also want you to be you, you know, because like mm-hmm. in, those folks like break the mold, and then we want we don't want them to fall into, you know other molds we want them to continue to be them and i think that it's i think as i as i watched and watch you what that's what i see and it's super inspiring just as an artist i'm like because that's what i you know and i was following you because of the protest you know and then i was like oh he's got a no he's a filmmaker and he's a photographer <laughs> you know i'm like no this this is this is amazing and i think it's uh, you know i you are you are a, a huge um uh asset to our community uh leader i guess but just inspiration you know for a lot of different folks i'm sure well i i can tell you like i'm rooting for you because like for example i was listening to an interview with ben and jerry from ben and jerry's ice cream recently mm-hmm. and those guys i mean they don't just make ice cream they're kind of badass in their own right they're uh about a year ago so ago they started working on a, a campaign to end qualified immunity oh wow like that's I had no that's, idea. <laughs> that's really heavy, you know. I'm gonna go buy they, some ice cream. They did, right, exactly. They they just didn't take their their Ben and Jerry's money and go off to Aruba or wherever. Like they're still fighting the good fight, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like it was really heartening to hear that, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I guess as 
as people that are fighting for justice and whatever arena they're fighting for it in if like the more <laughs> the bigger you get the more power you have to do that yeah 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 and i um also too kind of just it's like you said the bigger you are the more power you have to do it um but there's also a lot of times where people stray from you know their home roots i guess you could say mm-hmm. um sometimes the bigger people get the more they forget where they started or oh, where wow. they came yeah. from, you know, and I say, I've seen that a lot. So mm-hmm. for instance, like if somebody asks me to share something like a fundraiser or something like that, I always do because I remember being in the position where um, asking somebody else, you know, like a, a local content creator. And I mean, like it's happened with people I know who are, you know, pretty big in the media world who kind of just like ignore you and mm-hmm. just, you know, be like, mm. No, thanks. Or leave you on scene. Oh my gosh. Mm. Nothing grinds my gears <laughs> rather than scene. And I, I, <laughs> I realize sometimes I leave people on scene, but I always reply. I always reply. I mentally yeah. reply in the moment and I, I always reply back. Um, but, you know, and it, it's important to me too, to use what I have for the greater good. Right. Mm. So like I could have been at that protest, getting vlog footage to go viral Mm. right like Mm. oh my gosh look at these people looting and all this stuff but Mm. i used it in a sense to be able to give people information Mm -hmm. um, to formulate their own opinions and things because i saw that a lot you know last summer uh, with different youtubers especially huge ones like they were using the looting and the rioting and all that stuff as just like you know footage to try to go viral for whatever Mm -hmm. personal gain and i didn't make a penny really from as far as like AdSense, like some people do on, you know, views and things like that. Not well, that was the thing that I saw of your coverage is that there was an integrity to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That maybe yeah. was lacking in other places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was, I mean, and then recently we got um, monetized on Facebook as far as like the live streaming and stuff like that in videos, which I'm pretty also like open about that, you know, like when we did meet that, like I shared it with people because I feel like it's important for people to know instead of like keeping it all like secret and stuff like that. Because one thing I really like is transparency Mm. and it seems like there's a lack of it these Mm. days. Mm. And so it's important to be transparent and let people know where you are and stuff like that. Because I mean, a lot of the things I haven't, how far I've come is because of those people. So right. why hide anything from them? Because it's like, there's a reason why it's happened. And, and there's no, and why would you like as, as an artist, journalist, filmmaker, social media influence, I don't even know if influence is the right word, but like <laughs> a personality, like that's your yeah. work, you know, like that's your work and, and you, everybody deserves to get paid for their work. You know, like that's mm-hmm. a, that's a channel social media is a channel. And if, yeah, I, I, the, the, the integrity, you know, rises with, uh, with transparency. Like you said, if we're transparent, then yeah, yeah, then, then, you know, we're not hiding anything. And we spend a lot of time in this world watching leaders or people or personalities be very, you know, less than transparent. And it's like, we see it always fall. We see it come apart, you know, and um, super cool. Um, yeah, I, I really, I mean, that's, I, I'm really glad to hear your sort of, you know, your pathway to this. And, you know, uh, there's so many things that I got to witness. I mean, I, I, I participated in, in some of the 
protests. What I got to witness one time with the leaders of that movement that you covered so clearly was one thing. And I mentioned this on the podcast a while ago was like, we got to see this large group of people realize and move out from downtown. And then they, they were walking down South street toward the hospital. They realized they probably shouldn't block the entryway to the hospital. So we watched you and all these leaders sort of figure out how to crowd control in real time. And it was like, and, and you and those, the, the black leaders movement here in Lincoln, I was just like, you know, not to abdicate any responsibility, but I'm like, these folks ought to be leading this community. And, and I just appreciate you covering that with that integrity because it got to see like, you know, there's something, there's something about what's going on in Lincoln right now that is, that is important, special, and needs to be covered. And you covered it so perfectly. It was just, <laughs> I'm just like, I can't stop gushing about that. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little fanboy oh. here, but <laughs> <laughs> So, no, like, what, what, what is, what is, ne- what is next for Jazari? Where, what, how does, what's the next step for the empire? What are you, what are you interested in, um, doing? Like, what is, what, what are your hopes and dreams for this company? Uh, hopefully, for our internet show to really take off. I think that that's kind of like one of the number one focuses. Um, we also have some upcoming things that we're working on so i mean like we have weddings that we're going to be filming and photographing Mm -hmm. um producing some film collaborating with other filmmakers and things like that for documentaries which Mm. is cool i probably can't talk about it just yet but yeah it'll be cool when it comes out um and uh you know just all around just content creation and so yeah I wanted to make a comment slash observation, Jasari. I, um, I mean, I'm a, a information technology person by trade, manager that sort of thing. Uh, I worked for the Lincoln Journal Star for oh three years um, at the, I guess it would have been in the tens, um, and it was kind of as the financial rug was being pulled out from underneath, like print media and local journalism. And it was, uh, I was kind of coming in at a time and I was unfamiliar with that industry. Um, but I learned quite a bit about it while I was there and to watch, um, I guess you would say mainstream local media be basically decimated by budget cuts and by a parent company whose, um, fiduciary duty was to the stockholders and not necessarily to journalism. And so I got to watch kind of that get dis- dismantled a little bit um, to watch like a full a full editorial staff get reduced to about a fifth of what it was mm. to watch the local photographers, like the photography pool get reduced to about a fifth mm. and, and how that affected local journalism and to see how important local journalism is. And, and, I, and I had the thought and this is, you know, almost a decade ago now that, you know, it's the whole thing of out of chaos and disorder comes new order. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, and I thought that, you know, this era of this is ending, right. Mm. Um, for a lot of reasons, and I'm not entirely certain that that's a bad thing and no disrespect to my former colleagues at the J star, because they really try really hard to make a good product within the confines of what they can do, you know, 
Um, but I had the thought that out of that, as that kind of crumbled, that there would be new sprouts coming up because <laughs> there's a there's a need, there's a hunger for information, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even like 25 years ago, print media would like if you wanted to know what the weather was going to be, it was either the new, you know, 10 o'clock news or the newspaper. If you want to know what the school lunch was going to be, it was going to be in the newspaper. If you wanted to know what was going on at the city county building, it was in the newspaper. If you wanted to know what was happening in sports, it was in the newspaper or on 10 11. Right. And that's all yeah. obviously changed to become very splintered and fractured. And I'm not sure that's a bad thing. Right. Um, and so you and what you have done in the last few years are exactly what I was hoping would happen mm-hmm. back then. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. as I was watching this and I was, I mean, I wasn't involved in the editorial side of things. I was involved in the ones and zeros side of things. Right. But I touched mm-hmm. all of those areas, right. Like getting 50,000 newspapers printed every day and put on people's doorsteps. There's a lot of moving parts there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the website and all that. And so to watch that kind of just wind down I, I thought something like there has to be a new thing, right? Yeah, and it will yeah. probably be smaller and it'll be more independent. It will be more able to pinpoint and pivot and not be as constrained by things like the bottom line, right? Yeah. Or, the, or the shareholders. Like, are, well, how is this going to benefit the shareholders? How is this story going to benefit the <laughs> shareholders? Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. It's it just that that whole thing just makes me crazy. Um, so... So as, as I've gotten introduced to you and your work, I thought there it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like We're that, good that, hands. that's happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's it's, just, I it, mean, it's really heartening. You know, there's a lot of hope in uh, what you do out of the old, you. you know, come out of the ashes of the old comes the new thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, as you mentioned too, it's definitely hard as far as like, budgets and things like that so it's like i i guess there's like this weird perception that we rake in millions of dollars so i mean like <laughs> i think one thing that it's hard to understand and um i don't know it was hard to grasp and for me too it was at that point like when you see someone right online who has so much engagement um or you know so many views or things like that it's easy to think like oh that person's making a lot of money mm. <laughs> I would say since we became monetized, we probably made like 40 bucks off the live stream. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dead serious. So right. I mean like So no um, no Lamborghinis or BMWs. Oh because we, we no. keep talking about Lamborghini money. Right. Like this By podcast way, gonna, we, gonna get us Lamborghini money. We, it hasn't we, happened yet either. We just love Beyond Burger. Yeah, yeah, we, we want Beyond to be sponsored all by day. Beyond Burgers. Yeah. I wanted to be sponsored by Freddy's because like, I love oh. like their custard. Oh my God. And I can't tell you how many times I've eaten Freddy's on a live stream. I, I want a concrete. Jazari, now I want a concrete. The peanut butter right. chocolate one. Oh. oh my God. They're so good. I just like the little oh fries in the fry sauce. Yeah. Well, I made the mistake the of weighing fries. myself mm-hmm. today after, you know, a whole global pandemic and it's not good. Oh gosh. Yeah. I love getting the vanilla concrete with salted caramel and cheesecake, but you have mm. to have it lightly blended. <laughs> lightly blended. Thing? Wait, wait, wait. That's a thing that you can tell them lightly blended. Yeah. Well, I, I do. Jazari <laughs> 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 uh, has an empire and he can tell <laughs> how right. heavy the blending is. Well, I feel like this, like that's the takeaway fact from the night is you can order lightly blended and fresh. 
Yes. No, I mean, because then you get like the chunks of like cheesecake and it's uh-huh. just like, oh. yeah. otherwise, because like if they blend it too hard, then it's like, even like with the peanut butter cups, like if it's blended in there, it's, uh, it's all just, then it's just, a, it's like, it should have, it could have very well be a powder. You want the chunk. Like that's mm-hmm. what I, when you get a good chunk from a Reese's oh. blizzard and it, there's a good glacier of peanut butter cup in there. Yeah. Nothing better. Chef's kiss, right? Oh, <laughs> chef's kiss, right? Um, but no, yeah, I love Freddy's ice cream. But yeah, so I mean, we try. I I have uh, my friend Ross, who I met through all of this, who's pretty much like a wizard when it comes mm. to like all of this like tech stuff. Because I mean, like he figured out exactly all the live streaming stuff we needed for the um, the internet show, like an mm-hmm. A10 Mini Pro Black Magic wireless microphones in-ear monitors different monitors like all of this stuff and i'm just like ross one day once this takes off i will buy you that dream tesla you always talk about (laughs) yeah Yeah. nice oh goodness but yeah um i mean it's yeah that that's the the the, you know learning how to use i mean that's the cool thing though too is that like you're like you said like you're mostly diy like it's mostly i mean it reminds me of like you know punk rock or somebody just figuring it out like get in the van get in the van do the things get the turntables out let's let's have a show like let's dj let's you know put get a guitar and a drum kit and have a you know um that uh that sort of spirit and tenacity is uh really great and i'm i'm really glad you're doing it and i hope i hope that freddy's calls you I hope that they call you and they say, we want to sponsor you and give you, you know, lightly blended custard concretes life, dude. I can't, I like, I like want to hang up with this call and go straight to Freddy's and ask for a light. I like lightly blended. Yeah, no, they'll do it. (laughs) What else? So I always like to ask too, like, what else are you into? What are you listening to? What are you reading? Like, what are, what, what, toots your hooter like what uh that's a phrase on the on the podcast don't be alarmed what's what uh what sort of music are you into what are you reading right now what are you watching that's i always like to have our guests tell us and introduce us to cool new stuff this is gonna sound lame but like i'm i feel like i'm so much more of a nerd than people think i am like so i'm taking this lay it on me yeah i'm taking (laughs) i've been really interested and like community planning and like land development. So like I've been reading like this t- book for this course that I'm taking and I had an exam. So I had to like read like 160 pages in like the last like week or a few days to like um, brush up on it. But like, I've just been so interested in like zoning mm. and planning and like tiny home communities and all this types of stuff. And so that's been really interesting to me. Can, can uh, tiny homes be a thing in Lincoln? Or is there a, like, is that, is there a zoning thing against them or can they be a thing? Well, me and some people, uh, we've been kind of working on that um, mm. and trying to figure out and like chatting with some members of city council on like how that would work. Mm. Um, I know that Omaha just announced that they're going to be doing, well, Sienna Francis House, um, which is kind of like a hunger relief um, homeless uh, shelter place over there in Omaha who that are going to be, if I read right, 30 tiny homes they're making maybe like a little village Uh Um, one of my dream goals is to eradicate homelessness completely Mm. in lincoln like Mm -hmm. i don't want people to live on the streets and we try we try our best with that you know like with the work that we do it's really important for me also to be involved in a lot of like 
not quite like exactly philanthropy, but just like community service type mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in leadership Lincoln and one of our, uh, one of our, the team that I'm on, we have to create like a community project that's going to be taken over by a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, once our year in leadership Lincoln is over and my team came up with the whole freeges. I don't know if you guys saw that on yeah. Facebook. I saw this on Facebook and I what is this? brought it up because I'm really curious because we there's like, there's like, you know, neighborhood pantries, but this is something else. Yeah. Right? This is oh, a, yeah. something cutting edge, fridge. dude. Yeah. So it's a free, so <laughs> yeah, that was fridge, awesome. but it's free. So uh-huh. it's a fridge. And fridge. so <laughs> what, what it is, is like, we just, it's like the little food pantries. Like you just stock it up with things um, that people can use. So eggs, cheese, milk, mm-hmm. butter, um, meat, frozen meat. Cause you know, some of the mini fridges have like those little ice boxes in them. Mm-hmm. And, yogurt anything that you know people could have and i'm not the best grocery shopper so the other day was like my turn <laughs> to go grocery shopping yeah and so i'm just like you know and i'm a pescatarian so i was just like you know i i really don't know what people like mm-hmm. eat because i've been a vegetarian like that for the last like five years now like yeah. i guess i forgot um and so just like i got a whole bunch of random stuff and i stocked up the fridge and the fridge and the next day it was all gone like all gone where and is it, that located it's right off of 42nd and j so 612 okay. south 42nd street right off randolph yeah, okay. and so what is like two blocks north off of 42nd and randolph and so you get like power puts, from a from a house or something yeah so it's right next to a food pantry so the person who gotcha. owns that house is very gracious in letting us put it there next to their food pantry yeah that's and awesome. so we want to have those have those around town but it puts into perspective the need that's mm-hmm. there you know what i mean like yeah. and this isn't a neighborhood 42nd right. and j that's a pretty yes. good neighborhood where you Absolutely. wouldn't expect mm-hmm. it you know it's not like some other areas that are more you know underserved or have a population that's disenfranchised so to see the fridge having to be restocked two maybe even three times a day wow in an area like that puts into perspective like is it really as good as we think it is in lincoln or not i can but, i for yeah. almost a decade i served on a committee um that's underneath a large um how do I say this fundraising organization? I don't want to get into too many details, but I saw a lot of numbers about the committee was on uh, dealt specifically with youth uh, poverty issues and things like um, homeless children and, and uh, children living below the poverty line and getting them food and getting them support. And the numbers are really staggering in Lincoln. It's very easy to kind of drive around and think Lincoln's great. There's no mm. problems, but you know, about a fifth of the kids in this town are really struggling for mm-hmm. one reason or another. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, it's, you know, I would come away from those meetings just thinking, Oh my God, like, it, it, unless you're like in the middle of it, you don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. And so well, I, for people that are listening to the, I mean, I think I'm kind of preaching to the choir a little bit for most people that listen to our podcast, but, um, uh, the what I'm thinking is that the fridge is an awesome idea because I, I mean, like I know that people need it, right? Even in the good neighborhoods, you know, right? Yeah. And it, yeah, it's one of those things where you, know, you have dry goods that you could put out, but yeah, you don't think about all the things that needs refrigeration. What, what's the you you started this project and you hope to hand it off to a, a nonprofit? Is am I getting that right? 
Yeah, so how it works is you come up with a project in your cohort um, that is beneficial to the city and something that a nonprofit can take over after your time in leadership mm-hmm. Lincoln is over. And so I reached out to my friend, Patrick, who I do a lot of work with, uh, One Human Race. Mm-hmm. You guys should go check him out. He is so cool. Okay. He does a lot to help the community. But, you know, after kind of like the marches and demonstrations and stuff ended, like we just teamed up and we become really close and we just do a whole bunch of like things together. So for instance, like there's one time my mom made like, um, some lentil soup and rice for like 150 people. We handed mm. all that out. Mm. And so with that too, yeah, you know, there are like food drives and things like that and food that's handed out. But I mean, there's also like I you know mentioned earlier, the equity aspect of it. Not everybody has a stove to go home to cook, right? Right. And mm-hmm. so with temperatures dropping and it's freezing outside, like some people mm-hmm. might not even have like a hot meal if maybe once or twice a week Mm -hmm. and so we did that here in Lincoln a few times we did it at Omaha once and yeah especially when it was freezing outside when it was literally you know a couple weeks ago it was Mm -hmm. 100 degrees cooler than what it is today Mm -hmm. (laughs) crazy um we were like trying to get people off the streets and into like motel rooms and things Mm -hmm. like that and you know Patrick has a good solid following um and so do i and so what's his organization of one human race a numerical one human race so on facebook it's one human race lmk Um, okay but yeah no we team up and do a lot of things to give back to the community and that's all his nonprofit is is just doing Mm -hmm. community work Mm -hmm. and helping people in need it doesn't matter your background where you're from Mm -hmm. who you are if you need help he's always there to help people Wow. How could, I mean, I mean, I am, I am learning a lot about some new organizations right now, but like, how can, how can our listeners our dozens of listeners, we love you all. What are, what are some simple (laughs) ways that we can support the organizations that you're doing, that you're working on, that you're, that you're pushing, um, or just, can you give us some nuggets of wisdom from your sort of can do, um, DIY, do it yourself, uh, life? (laughs) Like what, I mean, what are some things that we, what are some organizations, things that we can simply do to make this community just, to, just a little bit better than it was? I mean, the most simple thing I would say is kind of just like just sharing these groups, like on social yeah. media to try to like spread the message because I know, I mean, not everybody can volunteer their time or if they don't have money they volunteer their time or if they don't have time to volunteer they donate some funds or i mean like the least anybody can do is just share a social media post and that's how the message gets out there and then it can reach audiences that can maybe support it in different ways you know and so we definitely just encourage just share the post i mean also too like when we are doing things to help people as far as like handing out food or having drives and things like that um we try to make sure people are aware who it reaches people who need it so for instance like there are often times where people will be like oh i didn't know this was happening or i wish i knew this like before and so we try to like push out everything we're doing but it's it's gotten wild i mean people have reached out to me like on our pages, like personally and have, you know, privately asked for assistance, whether it be they can't pay their rent or they don't have any food to eat or their pipes are frozen or their heat is out and they don't have anything. And so we go and help them. Mm. And 
so we, we do a lot mm-hmm. to give back to the community, but it's such a wonderful experience and it's very wholesome, you know, it's mm-hmm. very self-fulfilling. Yeah. It's, it's, a. Uh... I mean, the, the volunteering that I've done, it, it, it's like, it's like one of those things where you, if you take care of your community, it feels more like yours. It feels more, you take some sort of agency and ownership over taking care of your, your neighbors and no matter who they are, it's like you have a sense of home, you have, you continue to harvest that sense of home. And so, and I also, I just appreciate you saying that the very least people can do is click like and share these organizations. I mean, it's just a simple thing you're doing while you're sitting in front of the TV and above and beyond that is donate and above and beyond that is volunteer too. And um, that's, that's, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of volunteering we could all do. And and we appreciate you um, reminding us of that, Jazari. Um, Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And then then just, and celebrate the little wins and, you can get your concretes lightly blended. Lightly blended. Lightly blended. I'm so excited. Lightly blended. Um, so how can how can people find you, Jazari? How can how can people how can we get our our huge list of followers to tune into what you're doing? Um, I mean, they could follow on or look us up or look me up on every social media platform at Jazari Qual. It's literally all the same that's pretty straightforward man (laughs) yeah good (laughs) well i okay so i remember when i i remember when i wanted to like pursue music right and somebody was like so i was at a recording studio and one guy that was there he was like a photographer type person he's like so what's like your uh instagram and like snapchat and stuff and my snapchat is the only one that's different but i don't use it that much anymore Hmm. but i told him um well, one is this and the other is this and the other is this. He's like, no, like you need to streamline it, make it all the same. (laughs) And so back in like 2014 is when I like changed all of the handles to be the exact same. Mm. (laughs) That was the the day the the empire started. That was the the beginning of the empire. Yes. That was the day. That was the beginning (laughs) of the empire. When I updated all the handles to say, sorry, (laughs) Joel, Joel, we need to update our handles. I know we need to update. We got all kinds of stuff going on. I'll make sure to update the handles. Okay. And Uh, it's so, you well, my name too. It's like so unique that it's not already taken. Right. (laughs) You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, And so literally everything on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. All right. Um, and Qualdom Creations is an amazing uh, media company, and they will—they do video, they do photography. You do, you know, wedding videos, all the things. So it's you know, we want to yeah. make sure that we're supporting you as a local business owner and um, an amazing content creator and artist and human. And um, yeah, I'm just really grateful that you took the time, Jazari, tonight. I, we're we're kind of getting to the end of the hour, so I want to be respectful mm-hmm. of your time. And uh, man, what an honor to get to have you in Lincoln and to get to chat with you is a really cool thing. And you are welcome back on this podcast anytime you want. If there's anything going on that you think just a small fraction of our community needs to know about, you can have the floor, man. So you're always welcome back. It's awesome to talk Thank to you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yep. It's so ple- much fun. Pleasure meeting yeah. you, Jazari. And yeah, uh, best of luck to you. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you.